yo, 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 Melanated family. So check it out. I just want to quickly talk about, because I'm tired as hell, y'all. But I want to quickly talk about um, my trip to D.C. this past weekend, right? So first off, I just did an interview with the sister. I keep saying this, this is name wrong. Shatea Baker. Shatea Baker is a licensed clinical therapist or a licensed therapist, rather. A licensed therapist who I just interviewed on the show. A lot of good information about how we can help each other, how we can help ourselves when it comes from a mental standpoint, right? But and that interview just happened. It's on my YouTube page, the Melanie Combo. Check it out. Or on Facebook, my personal Facebook page, right? But check it out. This past weekend, me and the family went to DC for the rally for reparations. This this rally was put on by the brother Tariq Nasheed. Boyce Watkins was there. Uh, the sister Tesla, I forgot her last name. I can't think of that sister's last name. Um, um, Boyce Watkins, Kaba Kamene was there. Um, James Smalls was there. Excuse me. So a lot of thought leaders in our community, a lot of popular slash thought leaders in our community. And look, this is one of the biggest takeaways that I got from the event. So it was on Saturday. Um like 11 o'clock in dc and you know i'm i'm we me and my family we go on vacations to, to places that are fun but excuse me family as as we've gotten older and just more consciously aware of who we are and everything i do with my platform and my woman she pretty much thinks the same way i do we like to do what we can for our people in the highest form you know what i mean so for us going to dc was like yeah, we're going to go for the rally, but also I've never been to D.C. So to see all these <laughs> to see all these bullshit monuments, to see all the, the, the fuck White House, you know what I mean? And to, to see all of these things, it's I would have never went to D.C. just to see the federal monuments, just to keep it real. So this rally was a way to go. It was two in one. It was a way to go and support my people, but also go and. Look at some of these monuments that we've heard so much about, like the White House and all these things, the federal building, the Capitol, federal Capitol, like the, the Capitol Hill, all these places. Right. But look, check it out. All my black people listening to me, man, we need to get to a point where we can create environments where we can kind of control the energy. Right. Because being in an environment where it's a thousand black people's. A thousand black people, y'all, who all want reparations, who all want black empowerment. I'm if 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 you've never been in an environment where it's a thousand black people all on some positive shit, you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Now let's keep it real. Most of us have been in environments where it's hella black folks and some negative shit can pop off because we got to think about it. Why are we there? We there because somebody rapping. We there because somebody entertaining us. We're there for a form of entertainment, right? So when we go to shit in in all of our cities across America, when we go to shit, and the reason for being there is to have fun. Oh shit, anything can happen. See, from from a negative stance, from a negative standpoint, anything can happen at any type of venue. But family, if you've never been somewhere where everybody there is black. And everybody there is on some empowerment shit because you smell weed. You niggas is drinking. They, you see some yelling in the back, but it's all constructive. I'm walking by. I'm walking through the crowd of people, and I'm hearing all constructive conversations. You hear brothers 
debating religion right here. You hear brothers debating the speakers that we're listening to, right? So this is all necessary when we talk about empowerment, right? Because we we talking about everything going on with Kyrie. We talking about everything going on like with 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 just black men in general in this country. We see the young brother take off getting killed, right? Man, energy and frequency is the only thing we should be looking at. Like that that's the catalyst for where we going to get to where we got to go because again, a lot of times people say, well, the problem with our, the problem when we look at these hip hop artists killing each other, we say, boom, the problem is hip hop. The problem ain't hip hop. I had to think long and hard about this. The problem is not hip hop. The problem is the communities that we're raised in. The problem is the mentality that we have. So, yeah, put a nigga who rap in a certain environment, something may happen, but this is our mentality, right? When we look at this situation, these are black men having a dice game. Now, look. In our community, this is how we conjure. This is how we gamble. Get on the ground, shoot dice. That's some that's some cultural black shit. Whether you want to admit it or not, in our neighborhoods, that's how we give it up, right? But I would be remiss not to remind you that I've seen tens of tens of dice game that end in niggas getting shot, niggas getting robbed. That's kind of what happens at dice game. So this is a low frequency environment. When you're partaking in this shit, this is a low-frequency environment, so you got to be careful of the frequencies you, you embark on. And if you at a dice game, anything could happen, especially when some of the participants got more money than the others, or especially when everybody got a lot of money. That makes it even worse because then we got egos. Nobody want to lose. Everybody's Anybody can be vengeful at any point. So we need to start raising the vibration of the environments we in, right? Every time I go to an environment that's based on something conscious, the energy, the feeling of it is superb. Like I can't even explain it to you verbally of how I'm actually feeling when I'm in these environments, right? So look, if, if, if as a community, we want to stop the shooting and stop everybody always talking and stop the shooting, stop the gangbang and all this shit. Look, we can have this conversation like as black folks. You outside of our community talking about black on black crime, all this get the fuck out of here because all of our communities were cre was created by white supremacy, anyways. But looking at us as the inhibitors of this environment, we got to do better. <coughs> Excuse me. And a part of doing better is realizing the frequency of which we are upholding, what it, the environment we're in, what's going on in the environment. If it's a nigga shit going on in the environment, there may end up being some nigga shit later. Period. Right. And that's dice. That's hanging out on the corner. That's going to the club. Any of these environments that's based on a lower frequency. Right. The music that we listening to. The energy that we're that we're upholding. This is this is not the right frequency for some power shit for some empowerment. You see what I'm saying? So RIP to that brother takeoff. I haven't had an opportunity to, to talk about that on my platform, but that's that's horrible to see, man. And that's not a hip hop thing. I'm tired of people blaming that on hip hop. That's not a hip hop thing. Now, granted, now, now, granted, the, the the part I do blame on hip hop is the tongue, like what you say, what you say matters, what you say out your mouth matters. If 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 you a hip hop artist. And then you something unfortunately happens to you. Then they post in pictures about you. And every picture, you got a gun pointed at the screen. Like, or your finger is a gun pointed at the screen. I put on your music 
and it's pretty low frequency. It's bitch, nigga, kill you, fuck you up. It's the 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 bravado from our neighborhoods. It's all seeped into your music. Didn't we learn from Tupac? What did y'all learn from Tupac? Like talking to the younger artists, the younger people, the younger people who are intrinsically involved in hip hop in the culture. What did y'all learn from that? Regardless of liking that man, not liking that man, all the stories that have come out afterwards, the biggest thing we see there is the energy he put out. Everybody want to talk this black power shit about Tupac. Yes, that was the element of who he was. But when he died, in the months leading up to Tupac's death, there was no empowerment there. I'm sorry if that's what you want to portray to be the truth. That's not the truth. There was no empowerment there. There was death and destruction there. And that end up being the brother's demise. You see what I'm saying? So RIP to the young brother takeoff. But when are we, especially like just looking at black men in our community, when are we going to take control of it and say, you know what? When are we going to put in the love portion? Because even if it's a dice game, that's low frequency. Like, I don't know where you from in America, but from where I'm from, niggas kill each other over dice games all the time. Like this isn't negative things can happen when the wrong person's losing. Or the wrong person walk up. I mean, regardless of how you want to see it. You see what I'm saying? So this is a low-frequency environment. And we have to ask ourselves, if you're a rapper who's worth a million dollars, I'm just assuming here. I don't know how much the Migos are actually worth. Let's just say you're worth two, three, four, five million dollars on up. The fuck are you doing in a dice game? When there's casinos all around America that you can go bet. Now, see, here's the dichotomy. I get it. The dice game is a familial environment. Yeah, I can go to the casino, but I'm familiar with this environment. I've been in thousands of dice games, right? But you got to think about who you are, what you're worth. You have to understand the environment that you're embarking on. You see what I'm saying? And like I was saying, just real quick before I get off, because I didn't want this to be a long video at, at all. I just want to do a quick recap of the... Rally for reparations that I attended this past Saturday in Washington, D.C., in Washington, D.C., put on by the brother Tariq Nasheed. A lot of great speakers there. This was a monumental event, a monumental event. And if you've never been in an environment where there's a thousand plus black folks all chanting the same thing, a thousand plus black folks, everybody you walk by is like, hey, what's up, brother? And this and this is all walks of life. So it's niggas with jury on, it's niggas smoking, drinking, all that's going on. But we on cold. See the difference? All that's going on. All that activity is going on, but we on cold. Ain't nobody yelling at each other. Ain't no fighting. It's all on cold behavior. So this is what we got to get to. Another thing, just real quick before I go about the rappers. Like we, of course, I listen to hip hop. I love hip hop. I love the art form. But words are spells. So what you saying about each other, what you saying you're going to do to somebody, all this matters. Let's keep it real. We see rappers who... Talk about certain shit getting a certain type of it, a certain type of endeavors. This always happens. Let's think about it real quick. Do we do Talib Kwalib be getting shot at? Think about it. Do Toby Nwigwe be getting shot at? Do artists like even like a Royce the Five Nine or someone who's just lyrical but doesn't portray a certain lifestyle? Any of the artists we know who don't portray a certain lifestyle are they ripping and running from from bullets? Are their events getting shot up a whole lot? This really isn't happening. So what we got to look at is the frequency of the artist. What, what frequency is he operating on? 
I hear Nori from Drink Champ say a lot. His shows, like doing hip hop from all for all these years, a lot of his shows, he 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 compares it to um R&B artists. How at his shows, this niggas always fighting and shooting, and they laugh about it and have a good time about it. But it's the frequency. It's the frequency of the fucking music. What are you talking about? Now, granted, people drinking and being shoved in a small environment. Anything can happen regardless of what the the regardless of what the performer is talking about. But a lot of times when it comes to us, when it comes to hip hop, because of what we're talking about, because of how because of the energy of the music, it produces a certain frequency in the people who are around. So the chances of something negative happen is heightened. It's pretty fucking simple. So as elder black people or black people who are a little bit older, you got to start monitoring what your kids listen to. If they like said artists, make sure you educate them on the frequency of the music, what can happen if you're a certain environment, if you're in a certain mindset, all this is true, right? I don't like how the media just says, oh, these hip hop artists just killing each other. No, no, because it goes deeper than that. A lot of this is based on white supremacy too. Sometimes a hip hop artist dies because he comes from an environment where Everybody's jealous because people don't have resources. Why they don't have resources? Because their mom and dad didn't create the resources. Why didn't they create it? Because they live in an environment that makes it difficult for you to do so if you're a certain, if you're a melanated man or woman. It makes it difficult for you to do so. So, yes, can certain people steep through the cracks and still be successful coming from the hood? Yes, and that's the stories they want you to know about or they want you to aspire to. But in reality, most of those people succumb to the environment. Most, and that's real shit, not not half, I would say most, succumb to the environment. It's very, very difficult to live in that environment and to think outside of it and end up thriving outside of it, especially if you're not dribbling the fucking ball or rapping some lyrics. See? So we got to break down what we're looking at. We're looking at Kyrie, who just says, hey, this is the wildest shit ever. Here's a documentary. Watch it or don't. Because to my knowledge, the brother posted the documentary from Hebrews to, ne to Negroes, I think. No words. He didn't say, hey, this is the shit. Huh? Y'all better watch this. Huh? Y this going to kill him. Like he didn't he didn't add any pejoratives. He just said, here, documentary. Here's the link. And look how this brother's getting treated. See, look at the country we live in. Being black in this country. So, so be careful about what you want to be. You feel me? Be 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 careful about. What arena you want to enter into? Because we got Charles Barkley, we got Shannon Sharp, and, and sometimes it's just like <laughs> most times it's just like three niggas on TV that's killing somebody about something. Then we have a couple, Shannon Sharp. I always can count on Shannon Shannon Sharp to bring that fire and stand up for us. Not this time. Even he was on the coon train. Even he was on some buck broken shit. Think about it. Think about it. Kyrie posted. A documentary, family. Like it? Don't like it? Jeff Bezos put it out. <laughs> what, what about the nigga who put it out, though? So if I'm, so if, I'm, if it's a if, if it's a record out there, if it's a rap song out there that's just horrible, and I say I like it, you gonna blame me, and not the person who put it out, not the person who's responsible for us actually seeing it. Think about the psychology. Unless y'all can tell me something different. I've seen the interviews with Kyrie. He's just giving it up. He was 
standing on his square so much that everybody was like, oh, my God, this bozo. Shaq calling him an idiot. I'm like, you neutral Negroes. You neutral-ass Negroes. So, look, any of these dudes can be the spook that stepped by the door. That's always a possibility, right? I don't know these men. That can always be a possibility. But publicly, God damn, and you, and look, and look, they, they making sure they castrate the biggest Negroes, right? <laughs> right? They saying, shit, if we can take Shaq, a seven foot nine nigga, and cut his balls off and make him go on a fucking apology tour and talk shit, we got all you niggas. If we can take the biggest, most massive Negroes, think about that. Think about that. Even Kanye to a degree. Kanye kind of made his bed. He was, he, he, he too fucking off cold to a degree. But even Kanye to a degree, like even Kanye, the the attitude from white society that we're going to remove the nuts from your uh, uh, from your African men, from the black men around. We are going to show you we are going to show you we ain't going to tell you we're going to show you. Don't be like this, nigga. <clears throat> Don't be like this, nigga. You know what I mean? So I say all that to say the rally for reparations in Washington, D.C., is a that type of event is a necessary piece in our liberation family because for me doing what I do every day and the platform I created and everything I stand on going to that rally was like finding your tribe it's like going somewhere and saying I'm at home Everybody here think like me. I'm not crazy. You see what I'm saying? It's like a confirmation thing too. Like I'm not crazy. I, I'm I'm on to something. See? And I got backing. I got people who feel just like me. You know what I mean? So I'm going to continue to attend things of that nature just like from my soul. It helps me, excuse me, it helps me stay motivated. It helps me stay on a mission to empower my people with isn't easy all the time <laughs> which is like a thinkless job <clears throat> and you can figure out ways to make money from it which is an can be beneficial and is necessary but the world work is in the people the world work is unifying the people see and as we can see when we look at mainstream media they not gonna allow us to be unapologetic family Kyrie, the interview I seen him do, that's one of the most unapologetic stances I've seen from a black athlete in my time in my life. How on code he was, how um, precise he was with the words he selected, how he was shutting down all the bullshit. Right. But what happened right after he was extremely unapologetic about his stance? on me on him just posting a fucking documentary not saying nothing about it just posting it right after that his bosses said let's show everybody who's really in charge they said nigga you gotta apologize this day you gotta apologize to this people you gotta sit down with jewish people you gotta he had a list of five to six things he had to do before he can get back on a what 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 over some anti-semitism and we don't want to get into to, to, to the minutiae of, man, look, family, as black folks, we need to realize that there's a target on our back. And if you're going to be a celebrity, if you're going to be somebody with influence, either you're going to shut the fuck up and do shit behind the scenes or 
be ready. Because if you speak unapologetically, they gon they can take everything from you. Kanye, it, Kanye proved that he was reckless. He was probably the most reckless I've ever seen a black rich person speak. Because we're not talking tactful or or because he said a lot of shit that was truthful. And like speaking for three hours, he'll say something that you agree with, something that you like, you know what, he on the right track, right? But Overall, he kept shooting himself in the foot. And the nigga kept telling us he a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. You think white folks want to continually hear you tell us you're a billionaire, bro? They don't. So they they can't just hang you up and string you like they used to. So, oh, you got all this money? We're going to take it from you in front of everybody. We're going to castrate your ass in front of everybody. And now, what is niggas? Okay, now he apologized. Now he had to apologize. He had to step on his goddamn balls and say he was sorry. Fuck all that shit. Because I was thinking the other day, like, look, this society tells us be whatever you want to be. You could be whatever. You could be a doctor, lawyer, Barack. You could be a president, whatever the fuck that means, right? You could be whatever. I'm like, yeah, you could be whatever. Then what? Then what? This is what you should actually teach your kids. Yes, you can be any job. In America, any type of business in America, yes, you being black, you could possibly own one. Then what, though? Then what? Because on some real shit, if we talking liberation, if we talking us moving forward, if you get a job and your mindset isn't black empowerment, how are you going to help us? Yes, Helping your family, the immediate people around you, house, shelter, security for the immediate people around you. Yes, this is necessary. I salute you for doing that. But if we're going to get out this shit, everybody has to help besides helping their family. Right? Because we talk this politics shit. Yeah, the midterms is coming up. Who fuck with black folks, though? Yes, there's, there's there's outliers. There's people here and there that struggle to be black and love us while still being a politician and trying to win. Right. So, so it, they kind of cut your hands off so you can try to do the job. So why even enter into it? In my opinion, see, I understand that's the, the road for some people to potentially help us, but it all seems futile when you can get to the top of the food chain and can't say you love black people. Hmm? You can get to the top of the fucking food chain but can't express your love for black folks? Me, personally, I don't want to go there then. Because what are we doing? We got Charles, we got Chuck, we got all these niggas, all these castrated niggas on TV telling us Kyrie was an idiot for putting out thought-provoking information? For putting out thought-provoking information? This is just here. This, watch this, whatever you think, you think. And this is a primarily christian society so how dare you talk about true false what shouldn't be represented see this is just a whole goddamn clusterfuck and i feel for the brother Kyrie or anybody in this position but if you're gonna stand on your shit you gotta stand on it but you gotta know they're gonna come for the they're gonna come for your bread right they're gonna come for your livelihood see and i don't he was articulate he was thoughtful he was empathetic. He was everything you should be when having an on-code conversation about something important. And they still told him, nigga, nah. We're going to suspend you. We're going to, see, we're going to go through all these measures to let you know, not your black ass. 
We ain't gonna talk to Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he put it out on his platform, but he's a businessman. This is capitalism. Shut up, nigga. <laughs> Shut up. That part's none of your business. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I say all that to say environments like the rally for reparations can like help you with your soul. The same um atmosphere that church creates for some people is what I experienced at the rally for reparation. It's it's many like-minded individuals getting together to celebrate or to bring forth some sort of information about something in particular. And this is powerful family, but these type of endeavors have to be about our liberation. They have to be about something substantial. That's why I was there. And I knew I'm never going to go to DC for no other reason. Not that I can think of. Something may come up, but I'm not just going to go to see the White House. And then, you know, which looking at the White House, I'm like, yeah, little ass house. Don't look like nobody lived there. You know what I mean? Looks look more museum-ish than an actual home for a family. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all oh, this shit looks like smoke and mirrors. Looking at the District of Columbia, which really wasn't designed for human interaction. It was like designed for politicians and the federal government to kind of roam and do what they need to do. And that's how it looks. It doesn't look inviting to the public. You know what I mean? <laughs> everything is shut down. Everything is hella far away. Hella security. It's like, what, what are you securing? That house full of that. That house is full of shit, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So in your lifetime, if you have if, if you believe in black liberation, if you believe in our struggle, find events that support that way of thinking. You feel me? Find events in your city. I'm I'm guaranteeing you, if you believe in um addressing white supremacy if you believe in chopping down racism if you believe in unity and being on code with your people there are people in your city who feel the same way you just got to find them see if you believe in knowing the real shit about history and conveying all this there's people in your city who feel the same way you got to find them and sometimes you got to go farther than that so for me if i wasn't there like i'm not no groupie type nigga i don't want to take pictures of people if Everything I do is organic. If I see someone and it's an organic interaction, yes, a picture, yes, all of that is cool. But I'm not there for that. I'm soaking up the energy, man. I'm soaking up the game. I'm soaking up the the, the, the air, the environment, how do people move in. All this can be inspiring to us, right? Because when we look at the takeoff situation and in the environment some of our young black men go to to have fun, go to to keep it real, go to to chill out, whatever we're talking about. All this has to be checked until we can get a unified front where black people across the globe, black men specifically think about love before they think about hate, before they think about harming you, before they think about stealing from you, before they think about any of this. They're thinking about you being a brother until we get to that point. You're going to have to monitor how you move in this country if you're black, unless you're some whitewash nigga who don't give a fuck about that. And you find yourself in all these environments where it ain't. It ain't none of us. And then you got other problems to deal with then, too. But I don't knock completely a takeoff or a, a, a offset for or who um, take take off the other the other member of the Migos who uh, he was with. I'm sorry. I don't knock them for going to an environment where they comfortable. This my people, these black folks. I've been playing nice my whole life like this is go finding a familial environment is what it is. You see what I'm saying? Finding a familiar environment. So I don't knock no nigga for wanting to get in a dice game, but you gotta be, you gotta be weary, man. If I got a million dollars in the bank or more, the fuck am I playing dice for on the ground? I'm I'm sorry, family. We can go to the casino. 
We can because we see that environment had security. It had security. It had niggas with guns too, but it had security in in at the, the drop of a hat. Depending on the kind of black man you around, that's all it takes. That's all it takes is one argument, one adjective that somebody don't like. Then that shit's on and popping. And bullets, Nipsey said it a long time ago, and this is one thousand. Bullets don't got no names like a motherfucker, to my understanding. Takeoff wasn't on no rah rah shit. He didn't jump up like, yeah, let's get with it. He wasn't in the fight. He wasn't arguing with nobody. See? So you jump up trying to move around and bam. See? So we got to think, what environment were they in? Because I'll be thinking, right, being a legalized gun owner, I'll be thinking, if I got to take my gun to any place I go, I got to think twice. And that and that don't and that has nothing to do with how much money you got. That has nothing to do with who you are as a person. That has nothing to do with anything. If I gotta bring my gun to any place I'm going socially, should I go? Do I need to go? You see what I'm saying? And we find comfort in enclaves that are black, and all that can come to a head. And that's what we see with the young brother. You know what I mean? So I just want to quickly talk about my experience this past weekend, family issue, brother Harrison, melanated combo. Like I said, I just did, I did an interview with a sister who's a clinical therapist, go to the melanated combo on YouTube to watch that interview. Um, and like I said, man, the rally for reparations was inspiring. And if you've never been in an environment with that many black folks on the same shit, something positive, it's hard to explain, but we've been in environments where something negative is the, if we're there for music, if we're there to have fun, if we're there to drink, we've all been in those kind of environments. But what about the environments where you there just to be empowered? Where you there just to be unified? You see what I'm saying? So we need to make that type of thing cool opposed to being rich and feeling I have to go to a dice game, feeling I have to go to an environment that's a club, that, that's an environment with a thousand black folks all drunk and damn near envious. You know what I mean? So this is your brother Harrison, man, the Melanated Combo. Like, subscribe. Please go to my uh, uh, Instagram page, which is Melanated Combo 100. I posted a lot of information about the reparations um, rally that I went to, and I'm going to continue to post videos and information about that trip. But that's important. Go look at the content. This is your brother Harrison. I'm out.